Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Chapter number five of Almayer's Folly by Joseph Conrad. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Crystal Treader. At last the excitement had died out in Sambir. The inhabitants got used to the sight of comings and goings between Almayer's house and the vessel, now moored to the opposite bank, and speculation as to the feverish activity displayed by Almayer's boatmen in repairing old canoes ceased to interfere with the due discharge of domestic duties by the women of the settlement. Even the baffled Jim Eng left off troubling his muddled brain with secrets of trade, and relapsed by the aid of his opium pipe into a state of stupefied bliss, letting Babalatchi pursue his way past his house uninvited and seemingly unnoticed. So on that warm afternoon, when the deserted river sparkled under the vertical sun, the statesman of Sambir could, without any hindrance from friendly inquirers, shove off his little canoe from under the bushes, where it was usually hidden during his visits to Almayer's compound. Slowly and languidly Babalatchi paddled crouching low in the boat, making himself small under his enormous sun-hat to escape the scorching heat reflected from the water. He was not in a hurry. His master, Lakamba, was surely reposing at this time of the day. He would have ample time to cross over and greet him on his waking with important news. Will he be displeased? Will he strike his ebony wood staff angrily on the floor, frightening him by the incoherent violence of his exclamations? Or will he squat down with a good-humoured smile, and, rubbing his hands gently over his stomach with a familiar gesture, expectorate copiously into the brass siri vessel, giving vent to a low, approbative murmur? Such were Babalatchi's thoughts as he skilfully handled his paddle, crossing the river on his way to the Raja's Kampong, whose stockades showed from behind the dense foliage of the bank just opposite to Almayer's bungalow. Indeed, he had a report to make, something certain at last to confirm the daily tale of suspicions, the daily hints of familiarity, of stolen glances he had seen, of short and burning words he had overheard exchanged between Dain Marula and Almayer's daughter. Lakamba had, till then, listened to it all calmly with evident distrust, 
Now he was going to be convinced, for Babalatchi had the proof. Had it this very morning, when fishing at break of day in the creek, over which stood Balanji's house. There, from his skiff, he saw Nina's long canoe drift past, the girl sitting in the stern bending over Dain, who was stretched in the bottom with his head resting on the girl's knees. He saw it, he followed them, but in a short time they took to the paddles and got away from under his observant eye. A few minutes afterward, he saw Balanji's slave girl paddling in a small dugout to the town with her cakes for sale. She also had seen them in the grey dawn, and Babalatchi grinned confidentially to himself at the recollection of the slave girl's discomposed face, of the hard look in her eyes, of the tremble in her voice when answering his questions. That little Tamina evidently admired Dain Marula. That was good and Babalatchi laughed out loud at the notion. Then, becoming suddenly serious, he began by some strange association of ideas to speculate upon the price for which Balanji would, possibly, sell the girl. He shook his head sadly at the thought that Balanji was a hard man, and had refused one hundred dollars for that same Tamina only a few weeks ago. Then he became suddenly aware that the canoe had drifted too far down during his meditation. He shook off the despondency caused by the certitude of Balanji's mercenary disposition, and, taking up his paddle, in a few strokes sheered alongside the water-gate of the Rajah's house. That afternoon Almayer, as was his wont lately, moved about on the water-side overlooking the repairs to his boats. He had decided at last, guided by the scraps of information contained in old Lingar's pocket-book, he was going to seek for the rich gold-mine, for that place where he had only to stoop to gather up an immense fortune and to realize the dream of his young days. To obtain the necessary help, he had shared his knowledge with Dain Marula. He had consented to be reconciled with Lakamba who gave his support to the enterprise on condition of sharing the profits. He had sacrificed his pride, his honour, and his loyalty in the face of the enormous risk of his undertaking, dazzled by the greatness of the results to be achieved by this alliance so distasteful yet so necessary. The dangers were great, but Marula was brave. His men seemed as reckless as their chief, and with Lakamba's aid success seemed assured. For the last fortnight Almayer was absorbed in the preparations, walking amongst his workmen and slaves in a kind of waking trance, where practical details as to the fitting out of the boats were mixed up with vivid dreams of untold wealth, where the present misery of burning sun of the muddy and malodorous river bank disappeared in a gorgeous vision of a splendid future existence for himself and Nina. He hardly saw Nina during these last days, although the beloved daughter was ever present in his thoughts. He hardly took notice of Dain, whose constant presence in his house had become a matter of course to him, now that they were connected by a community of interests. When meeting the young chief, he gave him an absent greeting and passed on, seemingly wishing to avoid him, 
bent upon forgetting the hated reality of the present by absorbing himself in his work or else by letting his imagination soar far above the treetops into the great white clouds away to the wasteland where the paradise of europe was awaiting the future eastern millionaire and marula now the bargain was struck and there was no more business to be talked over evidently did not care for the white man's company yet dain was always about the house but he seldom stayed long by the riverside on his daily visits to the white man the malay chief preferred to make his way quietly through the central passage of the house and would come out into the garden at the back where the fire was burning in the cooking shed with the rice kettle swinging over it under the watchful supervision of mrs almayer avoiding that shed with its black smoke and the warbling soft feminine voices dain would turn to the left there on the edge of a banana plantation a clump of palms and mango trees formed a shady spot a few scattered bushes giving it a certain seclusion into which only the serving women's chatter or an occasional burst of laughter could penetrate once in he was invisible and hidden there leaning against the smoke trunk of a tall palm he waited with gleaming eyes and an assured smile to hear the faint rustle of dried grass under the light footsteps of nina from the very first moment when his eyes beheld this to him perfection of loveliness he felt in his inmost heart the conviction that she would be his he felt the subtle breath of mutual understanding passing between their two savage natures and he did not want mrs almayer's encouraging smiles to take every opportunity of approaching the girl and every time he spoke to her every time he looked into her eyes nina although averting her face felt as if this bold-looking being who spoke burning words into her willing ear was the embodiment of her fate the creature of her dreams reckless ferocious ready with flashing kris for his enemies and with passionate embrace for his beloved the ideal malay chief of her mother's tradition she recognized with a thrill of delicious fear the mysterious consciousness of her identity with that being listening to his words it seemed to her she was born only then to a knowledge of a new existence that her life was complete only when near him and she abandoned herself to a feeling of dreamy happiness while with half-veiled face and in silence as became a malay girl she listened to dain's words giving up to her the whole treasure of love and passion his nature was capable of with all the unrestrained enthusiasm of a man totally untrammelled by any influence of civilized self-discipline and they used to pass many a delicious and fast fleeting hour under the mango trees behind the friendly curtain of bushes till mrs almayer's shrill voice gave the signal of unwilling separation mrs almayer had undertaken the easy task of watching her husband lest he should interrupt the smooth course of her daughter's love affair in which she took a great and benignant interest she was happy and proud to see dain's infatuation believing him to be a great and powerful chief 
and she found also a gratification in her mercenary instincts in Dain's open-handed generosity. On the eve of the day when Babalatchi's suspicions were confirmed by ocular demonstration, Dain and Nina had remained longer than usual in their shady retreat. Only Almayer's heavy step on the veranda and his querulous clamor. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at chumbacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.